if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few good reasons. First of all, it's free, so you really have nothing to lose. They have so many tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can just be lying in your bed and record your podcast and they will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many, many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. People feel so entitled to just shoot at me their opinion and and what they think that I'm doing, telling me what I what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do. Because, for instance, all the rape and death threats, mm-hmm. all the bad messages mm-hmm. that I'm getting, ninety nine percent is from guys. Ninety nine percent, and I'm like, I'm not even performing for you. Hi there, this is Karima Elba, I'm your host. Welcome to Intangible Conversations. Today my guest is Sirin Ayari, she is a stand-up comedian and an actress, and she is so fucking funny. We talk about many things during this episode, we talk about all the death threats that she gets from mostly guys. We talk about how she finally took the jump to make her dreams come true and also the hard times that she has faced. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation and please do review us because it really, really helps us grow. But mostly I do hope that you will find some inspiration from Siri and her story. And thank you so much for listening. So this is Siri Nayari. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for coming. Pleasure. Um, I know you a bit through friends. True um, that. And I have to admit that every time that I am in a room with you, I always have to laugh. <laughs> like you're always That's so cute. You're always like you're just like one of the funniest people that I know like I don't remember a time that you know we were together um that I did not laugh so but have you always been that person like the funniest person in the room I don't know I mean my I always at home my sisters were funnier than me and I still believe they are um so at home I'm not but outside of the house I I I I knew that I was always going to be like making people laugh okay so but like let's start at the beginning because i would love to know a bit more about your your upbringing uh where you're from uh where, where you were born and just kind of bring us back to little Serene. well i was born in brussels and um at the age of five six i moved to the Vilvoorde, which is a city in uh, flanders really close to Brussels and um, I still live there now and uh, yeah I grew up there went to school there then at the age of 18 as soon as I could I dropped out of school because I didn't really like it really so you were not a good student I mean a good student maybe that's the wrong way to put it but you just didn't like school I hated school and I still do why like every time I drive by all the schools that I've been through which is a total of seven schools 
I still have that that feeling that comes back of like, oh, so many bad memories. I, I, I really didn't actually not have a good, like, you know how people say like, oh my God, high school is the best time of your life. Yeah. For me, it was probably the worst time of my life. I really Why? Like, did things happen or you just... I wasn't good. I didn't have good grades, but the teachers always like were, were telling me like, oh my God, you're so intelligent. And But yet I was unable to study. That was my problem. I was very smart. I was witty and everything, but I was unable to study, unable to open a book. Um, I also had some studying disorders or I don't know how you call it. So yeah, all of that combined together. And yeah, I just I just hated it. And But there are two ways to learn. A lot of people are just not made to learn, you know, in school and like with that kind of system. Because so many successful people and smart people who dropped out and they um, they're so smart because they they learn in their own way. So yeah. I mean, you know, you shouldn't drop out of school, but um, there are different ways to learn. Absolutely. So, and what I think now is that if you want to drop out of high school, um, just first try to find other um, other kind of schools. Mm -hmm. There's different type of schools like Steiner and other like schools that you can maybe try and they might be a better fit for you because unfortunately I didn't do it. I was just stubborn and I was just like... I'm out and um, and also my parents didn't really have the they just couldn't just try to figure out I mean mm -hmm. they were working a lot and it's not like they really had the time or the money to put me in any school that maybe found a better way for me to to learn stuff so um, would you rather be homeschooled if that was I think homeschooled could have been a better a better fit for me homeschooled or maybe like other I don't know there's a lot of like mm -hmm techniques and types of schools so maybe that would have been better but definitely homeschooled uh but therefore yeah you it costs more money and yeah there's a lot of comes yeah and there's this entire i mean reputation about it you know when you're homeschooled that especially here in europe it's or i mean everywhere in the world mm -hmm. it's not it's not the best thing yeah so uh, but i wish back then i knew that there were other options mm -hmm. so if you want to quit high school just mm -hmm. Just check But out like, other how options. old were you when you quit high school? I quit at 18, as soon as oh. I could quit without having to ask for my parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't graduate. I quit before oh, I graduated. I, I didn't know that. Crazy. Yep. I just told my parents, mm. like, hey, uh, I quit school, but I found a job. And they're like, what? <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm starting I tomorrow. <laughs> I already, I already found a job at the airport back then. Okay. So that I knew that the day that I was going to announce that I was going to quit. I was like, yeah, but I'm starting to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I have this job and they offered me a contract and oh, money wow. is good. So they were disappointed, but then at least they were like, okay, she didn't just quit school to quit school. She quit school and she's going to yeah. work. But also if if you earn money, because I mean, we do go to school to graduate, to have a job and blah, blah, and like all, do all of these things. So if you can, you know, if you are independent enough to skip that <laughs> um, and you earn, you know, money and, and you have a job and you have a goal or whatever, then, you know, a diploma doesn't uh, necessarily show who you are or exactly. you know, prove your worth or whatever but you i had no idea about this mm -hmm. and that's a good sign i think <laughs> <laughs> it is you look like a school job <laughs> no and especially like i quit school i started working and then i started doing online yeah. classes and mm -hmm. so i have yeah. degrees i have certificates so you kept learning i, yeah. I always okay. till yeah. till this day okay. and i have an english teaching certificate so i can teach in uh, english as a second language so i still kept doing stuff mm -hmm. i just didn't fit in the school system mm -hmm. no I mean, we hear that all the time. Yeah. Like, there's so many people like you. 
Exactly. So, oh, that's crazy. And um, at what age did you know that you wanted to do comedy? Or maybe let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you always know that you were going to become a stand-up comedian? I always had an interest for acting and that was always something that I wanted to give a shot. For me, stand-up comedy was just way too far and way too... It was like, I, I would never be able to do that mm-hmm. ever in my life. But you did think about that when you were young. I had a fascination for stand-up yeah, comedy. Okay. But it was just this thing, like I have a fascination for people that spit fire. It doesn't mean that I'm going to try to do it. You could. <laughs> I could, but... <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. know, and I, I was always fascinated. I was like, oh, my God, these people are magicians with their words, how they can just tell stories and make a crowd laugh. And then I started to t- but I always had an interest for acting. And it was actually when I started to take acting classes that my that my coach was like, maybe you should consider stand up comedy. Because mm. how old were you when when like I started happened? taking acting classes at 24, 25. OK. And I finished at 26. It was I was doing it on Sunday because I was mm-hmm. not working on Sunday. So yeah. every Sunday I had I had a class. And then at 26, I started with uh, stand-up comedy. Okay. But um, I do remember you you telling me that um, that you went on a trip to New York. And that's when you knew yeah. that you wanted to do that for the rest of your exactly. life. Exactly. So at 25, my, my, my teacher already told me, like, maybe you should consider stand-up comedy. And I was like, hell no. And then I went to New York and I went to see stand-up comedy gigs. And that's where I was like, uh Okay, because I only knew stand-up comedy on YouTube, and mm-hmm. I never went to like live shows in comedy clubs. Yeah, I went to big shows like seeing Kevin Hart in a huge arena, mm-hmm. but smaller things, intimate things, I never did that. And when I saw that, that's where I was like, okay, I can see myself doing that—the little intimate thing in a comedy club. This is something that I feel comfortable doing, and that's how I okay, started cool. to think about it. And okay, so let's go back to um, because what I find fascinating is that uh, there are a lot of funny people none of them choose to become a comedian what is it about comedy that you wanted so badly or that you liked so much that you wanted to make that your career um i think it's very empowering to choose when people are going to laugh with you and that's for, for instance something i mean uh, back when i was younger I, i struggled a lot with bullying and stuff like that People did make fun of me when I was younger. And um, and now to have that power in me where I can just choose when people are going to laugh, mm. I think this is what I love the most about it, which is kind of fucked up. But it's really, I love to have that power of like, yeah. and now I'm going to say that one sentence yeah. that, and you know people are gonna that, that you guys are going to laugh with. So it's kind of like having that control. Exactly. I'm a huge control freak. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I love to control everything in every situation. So. And what happens when, when no one laughs? Did you ever... In the beginning, it was very hard. It was super hard when nobody laughed and it was like, shit, I'm not good. But now... Now it's a good lesson. Um, sometimes it's the crowd. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's both. And you just learn. You just yeah. really learn. Like sometimes I know that I I, I try new material and people yeah. don't really like get it. Mm-hmm. And I just know, okay, I have to or forget about it or try it in another way. So yeah, sometimes people are not going to laugh, but it's a great way to learn. And how old were you when, when you had like your real first show? My one hour show? No, like just a real life show, like a real, um, having a real audience and... Well, I did my first open mic at the age of 26, two years ago. Yes. But I think the first time that I performed in front of a lot of people, which was like the first time I performed 
in front of 300 people was actually the sixth time I went on stage mm. was when I opened up for Andrew Schultz in Amsterdam. Mm. I think this was like, because before that I just did like little open mics here and there in clubs. Yeah. But that was like the first time that I was like, oh, okay, 300 people sold that show, mm-hmm. Andrew Schultz. That was the first time it was on September 17th or 18th, if I remember correctly, two years ago. And you talked about your one woman show. Um, If I'm not mistaken, that was in September or... That is coming out? No, no, because you had a one woman show, Um, which was sold out, right? Because I wanted to go, but it was, yeah. The tryouts were all sold out and the premiere was supposed to be in April, but due to COVID... They wanted to do in September, but I was not ready because September it had to be outdoors, and I'm, I don't really want to do it outdoors. So we're still trying to figure out a date. Um, ah, okay, so it's not sure yet. Yeah, you know, COVID exactly a lot of plans. It really did. But isn't it hard being because your job is to go places? You know, you interact with people. Like, how is life for you now? It's very tough. It's very tough because even though we're still we're starting to perform again. Well, obviously, people are still scared, which I totally understand. And even I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm in front of the... I'm, I'm, I'm at, a, at a comedy club. I was yesterday, for instance, at a comedy club and performing. And I was a little bit scared because I was like, okay, even though people are wearing masks and stuff, they're still... It's yeah. still pretty dangerous what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And obviously, people are not buying tickets as much as they used to because... Which I totally understand. Yeah. Because they don't necessarily want to go see stand-up comedy when there's a pandemic going out, breaking out. So yeah, it's a bit tough. Yeah, no, I no, I completely understand. And did you ever think about maybe um, if if this COVID thing is still happening in in six months or maybe longer? Let's hope not, of course. But did you ever think maybe doing um, like live um, comedy shows online where people you know can see you perform or is it I insane? tried it during yeah. during the lockdown yeah it's terrible like you're dropping a joke and people are just sending you thumbs and hearts <laughs> and <laughs> it was awful I was like uh-uh I, I, I need a real applause I know I need real laughs I need to see who's laughing who's not <laughs> yeah yeah you would get like thumbs up on your screen and things like that so I tried it. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think that if I ever, if there's another lockdown coming up or something, I don't think that type of comedy is something that I would consider. Yeah. It's not the same. It's I absolutely assume, not yeah. the same. I would drop things online as long as I have like an actual crowd in front of me. Yeah. Okay. No, I understand. So uh, let's talk about how you went from dropping out of school, uh, working, working, I'm sorry, for um, corporations yeah. doing, you know, nine to five jobs and all of that to making the jump to comedy and actually performing because two years is not a long time. You've actually accomplished a lot in two years because you've been to New York, you're touring in France, in Belgium, um, Holland, or in, in London. Yeah. In London was, and yeah, in the Netherlands indeed, as well. The moment where I really realized is like, I had some savings, not a lot, but I had a little bit of savings. And I was just like, I'm not ready to like buy something because I don't have enough savings to buy something or anything like that. But I want to make an investment on myself. Yeah. And I remember my mom got sick. She got uh, diagnosed with cancer. And she just told me that she, uh, there was this one time where she was just like, listen, you're not happy with your job. Mm-hmm. You're not happy. I was back then I was working in real estate. She was like, please do something that you like. Don't be like me, mm-hmm. just working to make the money and 
actually not really being happy with what you do yeah. and and that's where i was like okay I'm, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and that's where i i did my first open mic and when i started to notice that it was working that's where i started to invest more in myself and in my career and and going to places like new york like london and okay so you actually you, like you really took a jump oh like, a huge one because going from like a safe place you know having a nine to five and and all of that to just quitting your job not knowing what is going to happen that yeah. must like that takes so much courage and i think a lot of people really underestimate people who who go for their dreams you know mm-hmm. um and maybe that's why not many people make it <laughs> because you really have to be resilient and you have to be um so confident and so sure that you will get there you know even yeah. if it's not now it can be you know in a year or two or whatever Um, so I like that about you that you're just like fuck it <laughs> I'm just going so like to fuck do it. it I was sick of myself I was sick of every night yeah. going to sleep with all these dreams and then waking up and having to put a face on and going to that same job that I hated I was sick of myself I It's was like slow death yes yeah. exactly I was like oh my god and every night I'm in bed dreaming of being on stage dreaming of doing all these things that I want to do and meanwhile I'm just renting apartments in the center of brussels and hating the shit out of it mm-hmm. so <laughs> i was just sick of it i was really i was really sick of myself yeah no that must be awful to have dreams and like slowly die with yeah. them because you're not you know exactly confident enough to and then you realize you're like yeah. okay 26 now it's yeah. not an hour never because i, I mean don't really age think. can really be a trigger you're exactly like, ah, but i'm getting older <laughs> exactly i was just like i really need to actually focus and yeah just these are the couple of years that i have left where i can be so selfish mm-hmm. yeah and true. and and that's what i have to do i have to be selfish right now and just invest in myself that's good advice for anyone who wants to exactly you know take the jump i really <laughs> like think like steve harvey says mm-hmm. um okay so um let's talk a bit about like what you still want to accomplish because you you know you've been doing this for two years what is like your dream or goal or do you have maybe um like people that you would like to collaborate with or is not a thing in comedy and comedy not really i mean you have comedians that collaborate together or they write shows together and stuff like that this is not something that i really unless i meet somebody where i'm like this is a great match yeah but right now it's not really something that mm-hmm. i see myself doing i mean i do have a couple of goals but It's kind of still the same goals that I had before, which is like, oh, my God, I want to perform in that place and mm-hmm. in that continent. And I, w- I was supposed to perform in, in, in Japan in June. No, but yeah, and cool. Yeah, and it was in a small comedy club, nothing too big, but I was just like, I want to be able to perform everywhere. And, and it's still something that I have. I still want to be able to travel as much as I can performing. Well, I mean, you know, I don't think COVID is going to keep happening i hope so, so. <laughs> i mean i mean let's hope for like next year or like the upcoming years that exactly we'll see you in japan that's so cool like japan is is like so far away you know what i mean like if you can get uh, like people from yeah. there to engage with your with your content that's so that's amazing that is like things that like the big names do you know Dave yeah Chappelle. for me it's not even like a thing of like i want them to like me because i just want to do it so that I just can build up this this confidence of myself and just be like oh my god I performed in Japan yeah <laughs> just like I did with New York just like yeah. I did with Amsterdam every place I went to it's a cool feeling yeah, yeah I was like I'm not gonna do it for people to like me I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it just so I can be like good job mm-hmm. girl you that's just a good mindset there. that's yeah. a good way to and then it. when they love you that's even better but yeah. my my starting mm-hmm. um 
idea is just do it so that you yeah. can be proud of yourself that you perform there. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, you have a good head on your shoulder. <laughs> um, I would also like to ask you, um, do you think that you're more uh, of an introvert or an extrovert? Oh, I'm definitely an extrovert. And especially during COVID, I noticed, like, I would... I would I need people. <laughs> I mean, I learned now to yeah. be a little bit more uh, alone, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely an extrovert. Like you when love, I'm like interacting with people. I love interacting with people. Yeah. I love knowing anything about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, asking questions to anybody around the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely um, because because like I've I've read that Amy Schumer was like, yeah, I'm an introvert, and uh, and I was thinking like like how can you do this job? you know, be so well known um, and all of that and be an introvert. So I was wondering, like, is that, does that go hand in hand? Like, you, like you have to be an extrovert mm -hmm. in order, you know, to do a job like yours? I know some comedians that are like that. And what I noticed with their work is that they really just, I mean, they have their set mm -hmm. and they just perform their set and they don't really get out of it. Yeah. You know, they have their practice thing and they're just going to perform yeah. that. For me, for instance, I'm, I love interaction with, with the public. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that you can only do if you're an extrovert. Because I know some co some colleagues that are like, I wish I could do as much crowd work as you do. Mm -hmm. But I'm just way too introverted. I'm just way too scared that I just want to like stay in my text and mm -hmm. not get out of it and just focus on it and just do what, what I plan on doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good quality that you can yeah. just, you know, so you can be go an off introvert. script and, yeah, I know. You can be an introvert doing stand-up comedy. It's just that then for going off script is a little bit tougher. And do you get nervous when you go on stage? Not really. Never? <laughs> I mean, sometimes when it's like a big thing, but it's not even nerves. It's just, I get, like... Time is like time is just everything is so long and I'm like, oh my god, when is it my time? Like seriously, three people before I can finally go on stage. Can they be faster? I just I just wanna go. Yeah. I really just wanna go. And then after it, when I leave the stage, I'm just like, Oh fuck, it's already over. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because how long is like a set when you do it? It depends. It depends. Usually I perform about twelve minutes when it's like a, a show mm -hmm. with five, six comedians. Mm -hmm. Then we do each twelve minutes. Sometimes I do twenty. But usually, right now, I don't really go under 10 or 12 anymore. Yeah. Uh, but when you start, you do five minutes. Mm -hmm. There's some comedy clubs where you can only do three minutes, which oh, okay. is really well, not that much. Yeah, that's like a song. Yeah, it's so short. <laughs> you could just rap your way through it. Yeah, I don't do it anymore. I, I used to do it, but now when you're like, oh, yeah, you can you can have a spot, but you can only do three minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Oh, okay. I'm well, not going to drive two hours to do three <laughs> minutes of comedy. And did you ever have um, had like a bad experience where people were like, mad at you or like anything like that that you were like oh my god that was like the worst show of my life of course plenty i had <laughs> i had moments where where people after the show came up to me to tell me that i shouldn't talk about belgium's colonial past what yeah <laughs> that's history <laughs> you know the first time you came and see me yeah on that show somebody came up and really? talked to me yeah and then I kept on doing that set and I still had people coming up after show. But the first time somebody came up to me and was like, you shouldn't talk about this was the time that you came and see me, which I'm never going to forget. And then after that, I still had people coming up to me and being like, you shouldn't talk about not even about Belgian's colonial past, but just about the topics that I that I bring up. 
some people don't really like it and that's crazy it's like someone coming up to you and and saying don't talk about racism it's like <laughs> it's so it's, stupid it's so stupid and it's so annoying as a comedian when you constantly have to defend yourself like i yeah. even have like during interviews people are like oh on stage you said this do you mean it then i'm like do you ask a singer if she sings a rape song if she really got raped and if yes how was it yeah no it's so, a thin line exactly i hate it when people are like oh you talk about the fact that you're this but you're not this or you talk about the fact that your ex-boyfriend was there what's what uh, they ask mm -hmm. so many questions they ask me to like explain so much where it's like just accept it for what it is it's a set that i bring on stage mm -hmm. don't ask any questions yeah because i think stand-up comedians really do get a lot of shit Because, I mean, yeah. you can't make jokes and not not offend anyone, you know? I think that you, you're always going to offend someone. And and also, there is always, like, a hidden truth in a joke, you know? It's it's mostly your truth. But also, you know, people get mad if you talk about uh, or make jokes about a culture, a religion, racism, because they don't agree or they don't want you to talk about it, you mm -hmm. know, just shut up and whatever. Um, but like, how do you, how do you handle that when someone, maybe not in just in real life, because I don't know if you, if you also, uh, are active on social media, um, because I mean, that, that can be like a very toxic place as well. Absolutely. Do people also like reach out to you through social media to, I don't know, attack you or something? Or? Yeah. I received a lot of death and rape threat threats, um, in the past year. So now when I get these messages, I read it. If it's a threat, I send it to the police. If it's not a threat, I just block it. What? Look, look, oh, wait. <laughs> Rape and death threats. Like, what do you mean? Do people like people that, that have seen your show or? Yeah, people that have seen my show, people that have seen stuff uh, online, people that just don't like me, um, that think I might be a little bit too provocative for some Sometimes I'm too provocative. Sometimes I'm too outspoken. And why? Like about oh, what? honestly, it used to be because of my um, Arab North African background. Yeah, but now it's literally anything. Mm -hmm. And that's a <laughs> yeah. It's I said on a podcast a couple of months ago. Uh, they asked me if I like pizza or pasta, and I said I don't like any. Like it's just dough. And I had an an entire Italian community from Genk. <laughs> going crazy on social media asking like sending me the most racist stuff i had a pizza restaurant from Genk What? sending me a whole text telling me that i was not welcome in their restaurant because i disrespected their culture just because i said that i was not a big fan of pizza and pasta wait is that a joke it's not a joke so literally everything i say people are going to be bothered by it and i think it's also because uh, women in comedy mm -hmm. we get that a lot because when i talk about it with mm -hmm. my colleagues the men are always like whoa this is weird mm -hmm. and the girls are always like no this is you're like an easy target almost so much yeah. people feel so entitled to just shoot at me their opinion and and what they think that i'm doing telling me what i what i'm supposed to do what i'm not supposed to do because for instance all the rape and death threats mm -hmm. all the bad messages mm -hmm. that i'm getting 99% is from guys 99% and I'm like I'm not even performing for you that's crazy you're not even you're not even my audience like my mm, main yeah. audience is is women there's a lot of guys that like me and they come mm -hmm. to my shows but my main audience is women yeah. and it's like why the hell do you think that you can tell me what I'm supposed to but do but also attacking a girl is like I mean can so you dumb. sink lower than that that's so it's crazy so dumb. but like do you ever think about stopping when these things occur no That's the one thing that I that I literally that I really know when I realized like oh I really love doing stand up 
was when even the biggest threats, mm -hmm. even, I mean, they send messages to my father, to my sister. It was, it was very hard, you know? What? And, and even, even with that, I mm -hmm. still didn't want to quit. And that's mm -hmm. why I was like, oh shit, I must really, really like this. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, that's also good that you're kind of showing them that you're not afraid of you yeah. know, some loose threats. I mean, I'm obviously afraid of my, for my safety and... There's comedy clubs where now when I perform there, I ask somebody to drop me back to my car mm -hmm. and things like wow. that. So, yeah, it's a little bit annoying when you're like a starting comedian mm -hmm. who's not even making that much money. But yet you have to ask people to yeah, like, you have to take all the shit that comes. with Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or I had I had once after a show, somebody following me to my house. Where? What? Uh, yeah, he followed me and I noticed it and I was like, what the hell is going on? And then he just parked in front of my house and called the police and everything. And just sparked. Yeah, and then when I was like, excuse me, can I help you? He was like, no, why? I was like, well, you've been following me all the way from Brussels to here. Wow, that's so And crazy. he was taking pictures and stuff of me while I was asking him a question. Did you call the police? Yeah, yeah, I called the cops. And what did they do? They took care of it. I don't know what happened, but they took care of it. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's those little... Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes you get scared wow, like, when things crazy. like that happen. Oh my God, I get chills. <laughs> that's so crazy because that's like, I mean, you can get threats through social media and that's like far away because yeah. they don't you know they're not around you but if someone follows you that's so close to home i'm freaked out <laughs> in your place that's so crazy um okay wow that's crazy to hear <laughs> wow okay but do you feel like you get treated differently as a woman in um in the comedy industry Yes, and uh, especially by people that don't really know that much about comedy or, mm -hmm. you know, like you have some kind of people that all of a sudden they want to organize a comedy show, but they don't know anything about comedy and they will treat me differently. Um, in some areas, like I know, for instance, in France, I also had it in Amsterdam a little bit where I would notice that like guys would be like offering me a massage stroking my hair what? i'm like you don't do this i'm a colleague okay i'm not here to be touched i'm here to perform and i'm gonna go home and you're gonna go home and we're not gonna talk again unless it's about comedy uh, so yeah things like that i do notice sometimes like or sometimes they would be like oh my god you're so tense i'm not tense i just don't want to laugh yeah oh my uh, oh my god i hate when guys yeah. tell girls to laugh oh my god i just don't I do it girls do not <laughs> laugh if a and guy don't tells ask you. girls to laugh yeah because they won't. <laughs> and I just That's... tell them now, sorry, my wrinkles are counted. I cannot laugh too much. Every laugh is important. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to laugh when I really want to laugh. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Because, I mean, there are also way more men in comedy than, than women mm -hmm. in general, I think. Um, is that something that, that bothers you? you it think? doesn't really bother me. Some places are really, I mean, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. That there are more men uh, than women. It's easier. And why? Why is it's that? An, it's it's it, it's like it's easier to laugh at a man. Not only that, or? just the lifestyle of it. You know, you have to perform at night. Mm, yeah. Um, it's all these things that I can. Which is also a double standard. Absolutely. Like, why should men? You know. Absolutely, but I also do know that there might be a time in my life where I don't want to be out performing mm -hmm. every night yeah and i want to be home with mm -hmm. my family or something like that so yeah. i i kind of get it you know mm -hmm. uh i know a lot of women that are amazing but then they wanted to start a family and things like yeah. that and then you don't see them as much anymore yeah it's true do you do you like getting older or do you have like a, an anxiety 
now I like it. Now I like mm. it because I'm not pressuring myself. I used to pressure mm. myself when I was 26, 27, where I was like, okay, I need to fulfill my dream. I need to fulfill mm. my dream because time is ticking. But now I'm so happy in the place that I am. I'm working, doing what I love. I don't feel the pressure anymore to be in a relationship or to be success. All these things that I used to have so much pressure of, I don't have it anymore. Mm. So right now I'm not scared of age anymore. I'm going to be 29 in, in three months, two months. Oh. And I'm... I'm fine. I'm just a bit pissed that COVID took like six months. I mean, took my last months of a 28-year-old. Where, but, yeah. but it is what it is. But you know, they say, and I believe, when something bad happens, there's always like something good that comes with it that we don't know yet. You know what I, I mean? Had like, it you have this to believe morning. that. Otherwise, you always get depressed when things don't work out or you know something happens or whatever. Absolutely. This morning, I woke up feeling terrible about like some situations with, mm -hmm. my, with my family and then and then I received an amazing email and I was like wow cool it really yeah. goes like that like mm -hmm. when something bad happens then something good happens yeah. and yeah you have to make peace with you know your age to begin with and Absolutely. also with you know you can't control life so you have to just be prepared you know to deal with shit <laughs> mm -hmm. and also just and, accept it like yeah i mean there was um do you watch indian matchmaker on netflix okay it's it's this reality tv show about this indian matchmaker i don't watch that much tv okay but anyway seema from mumbai and there was this woman and she couldn't get like a boyfriend and she kept trying with the matchmaking where she just told her like listen i read your astrology chart and you're in a bad place for 17 years like, I don't know, yeah, like your, your I don't know what sign is controlling your na 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 sign, uh -huh. which makes you not able to just have a healthy relationship mm -hmm. for 17 years. But it started like she was in her last years now. But that's where she was like, oh my God. And that's why I'm like as well, like sometimes you just have to, I mean, not the astrology maybe, but sometimes you just have to accept that if it's not meant to be it's not meant to be some yeah. things are just not meant to be and that's, that's something true. that i really learned to accept because sometimes i really wanted to have that gig i really wanted to perform on that, in that place and i didn't get it and i was just so mad about it and then bam two weeks later i hear another mm -hmm. news where i'm like ah oh, yes the other one was actually just really not meant to be and yeah. you have to accept that no i believe that too i i always believe that god always has like a better plan for exactly. you exactly or a different plan it doesn't always have to be you know way better but sometimes not meeting someone can be a good thing Absolutely. you know uh, not getting a gig could, could be a good thing so yeah it's just the way that your mind works and acceptance and making peace with yeah. everything is very important that's true um so i would like to end up with some questions that i have over here sure <laughs> the roundup questions um so what do you like the most about yourself like physically it can or be, mentally? It can be anything. And it can be more than one thing. So if you're like, I like 10 things about yeah. myself. <laughs> no, list them. Um, I like the love I have for people. And they sometimes don't really know how much I love them. But mm -hmm. I really feel a lot of love for some people around me, family and friends. Um, and I love that about myself because it's so unconditional. It's like sometimes it really shocks me how much I actually love some people around mm -hmm. me and... 
it's but a, you, like you don't show it the way I, that I don't I'm not always gonna show it but <laughs> some people notice it sometimes Tough I'm love. like yeah <laughs> but but I really like it because it really makes me uh, at the end of the day like a good person you know mm. there's some people that do stuff to me and then I'm still like oh, but I really really love you like <laughs> it's crazy but I have a lot of love to give and, and, and I like that about myself even though it hurts sometimes and and sometimes I give it to the wrong people but I I, I really love that quality about myself that's a good quality and do you have something else that you like I like my hair not not right now because I just did something stupid with my hair <laughs> but uh, yeah physically we can't I, see it <laughs> I, uh, I really got bored and I just thought, it's okay, I don't have any gigs planned. And then everybody started calling me like, do you want to perform? Do you want to perform? Like, yeah, but I have this hair situation. No, but it's not, it's just like, this part is lighter. It it's just, not even... It just makes me, like, people would just think like, oh, she's that kind of girl. You know, mm. sometimes you see people in the street and you're like, oh, you're the kind of girl that yeah, has like, like 15 you... piercings on her face. <laughs> well, now people are going to look at me and like, okay, you're the kind of girl who just randomly just... Oh. colors the front of her face like look, that look i colored my hair two months ago also because i was not, not because i was bored i was bored with my hair and i just wanted to go lighter yeah. and because i colored my hair a couple of months ago you know so i had like three colors in my hair oh. and that color like only got to here <laughs> so i was like i'm never gonna do that again but then again who cares you know yeah. it doesn't matter you look good <laughs> with your i just face. yesterday i had a photo shoot with comedians and i saw them looking at me in a weird way and i'm like is everything okay and they were like what's up with your hair i'm like oh shit i forgot about it yes i did something stupid get over it you'll get used to it i got used to it we're good i mean there are people who have pink hair and blue yeah. hair i mean who cares <laughs> right who cares it's true. all true 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 you true. can make everything fashionable you should promote yourself so. on Instagram. <laughs> this is the new thing happening. It's a new trend. <laughs> so, um, how do you unwind? Like when you had like a tough or like just an exhausting day, what do you do to like chill? Ninety Day Fiance. What? What's that? <laughs> it's a it's a show. It's a reality show on on, on TLC oh. about people getting married with Americans to get the K one visa what and you get they like, have a show oh my god it's hilarious it's really hilarious you have like the old american woman that goes to like tunisia or more to morocco and marries like the super young cute north african boy who barely speaks english and it's a reality show it's reality tv it's amazing that's what i i just you know i like to watch dumb st not i mean i don't want to call it dumb but i like to watch things like that so in one you don't have to think yeah like, reality yeah. tv bam yeah true I, I like i watch friends oh i'm not <laughs> a big fan of friends no yeah um, people always are like what I'm like, yeah what? like you have to understand their humor for me yeah, it was just, i got introduced to friends it was too late <laughs> you know too grown <laughs> yeah i was like no but i already watched new girl and oh, yeah, how yeah, i met yeah. your mother and all and then i was like oh it was when it came on netflix but before that i never watched it so mm. <laughs> that's so funny because you're talking about shows that i've never heard of. <laughs> what they have a show over that crazy okay yeah. never mind mm -hmm. um so do you have like a tagline or a quote that you love and that you live by she believed she could so she did oh i i know that one yeah okay. i really love that one i have it I'm, i'm not wearing it today but i have a mantra band that i'm always wearing oh with, cool and um it's one that i ordered and it's written on it mm -hmm. and uh And and there's also mm. another one that I also wear a lot where it's written, nevertheless, she persisted. And that's also one that I really like. Those two, it's just... And yeah, just like if you believe in it, you could actually do it. 
You just really yeah. have to believe. But you in know, it. the hardest thing to do is to believe in yourself. Yeah. Like it seems so easy when people say you have to believe in yourself, but you have to like practice believing in yourself. I think it's it's especially a job. yeah because we are so conditioned to question everything, especially you know when you're not like the norm of society as in white and whatever, yeah. then you just have to work extra hard and you have to, and it can be so exhausting that you're just like, okay. <laughs> but it's little Claire. steps, you know, like for instance, two years ago, I unfollowed all the Kardashians or all those pretty girls, you know, yeah, that are just fake as fuck. I unfollowed them all. <laughs> And first it was like, oh shit, I'm missing a lot. Like apparently Chloe got this and this one had <laughs> <Missed> that. <a lot. laughs> yeah, I was like, shit, I don't know anything about pop culture anymore. And now I feel so good about it. Yeah, you I, have to take a break from yeah, like, yeah, now when I go through my Instagram, it's my friends, it's people I like, it's motivational mm -hmm. things, it's body positivity, po positivity things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't follow these girls that I'm never, I'm never going to achieve that. You know what? Because I don't have that much plastic in me. I don't have that much money in me. And I'm not a product. I'm a human being. But like the thing about those people, they don't even look like that. You exactly. Know, it's like because you haven't done anything to your, you know, physical self. Um, but if you did, then you would also look like that. Exactly. Maybe even better. So I think that's such a wrong way. Like, like I never compare myself to someone who has done something to yeah. themselves. You know what I mean? Because you can be, um, you know, you can have like the fullest lips or whatever. If it's not you, okay, good for you, whatever. But I'm not gonna want to achieve that. Exactly. But you know, a lot of people don't think that way, or they think it's real. I don't know. But mm. um, but it's a good thing to yeah, to just, only follow people that you like and That's, just do yeah. like that little steps. All the things that are making you not confident, mm -hmm. you have to get rid of it. The people, the clothing, true, all yeah. the all these things. Just mm -hmm. get rid of it. I stopped um, wearing some brands because they were just really not celebrating my body type mm -hmm. that I was just like why am I always going to go to your store and trying to like trying on seven pants in the hope that one is going to fit no if you don't like my body I'm not going to spend my mm -hmm. money on you it's true yeah and Absolutely. Zara fuck you <laughs> Zara yeah <laughs> I, I, I stopped going there because I it really did something to my confidence mm. no but I agree it's a good thing to kind of um like the like bad people, toxic people yeah. and things, if you put them out of your life, you will feel such a huge difference. Absolutely. Because they take so much of your energy. And they really do. Yeah, I, I agree. It's That's a good thing. So um, is there someone who do you who you look up to? Uh, it can be, you know, someone famous or just in real life, someone that you're like, that person is sort of what I strive to be. Well, I obviously have my mom and my sisters. Mm -hmm. Then I have... Comedy-wise, um, career-wise, it's Andrew Schultz. But then overall, as a woman, it's Chelsea Handler. Oh, yeah. We both like Chelsea Handler. We both, I, saw the, I saw the book there, spotted the book. Oh, yeah. You can have it if you didn't read it. It's, I have it's not a, it's read it. It's a quick it read. Like, yeah? yeah? Okay, absolutely. Cool. And it's it. super funny and sad. And yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I, I like her. I love her. She's, she's, she's a huge inspiration. I... Um, I started following her journey when I was 14 years old and she had such a huge impact on my life Wow! where she was just like, if you want to say fuck it, mm -hmm. you can say fuck it. But she has no filter. No filter. And that's the thing. It's like my entire life I was forced to have a filter. Mm -hmm. I was forced to filter myself. Mm -hmm. And it always made me feel like I was such a bad person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now, especially with comedy, I was like, oh my God, the fact that I'm not filtered is actually 
very beneficial for my career and it's helping me and mm -hmm. and finally I can accept that part of me and it's actually also thanks to her yeah yeah but I mean it's also like the confidence because I mean she seems very confident yeah. so you dare to say all of these things so, exactly but, um but yeah that's that's cool we love Chelsea Handler. Mm -hmm. um so the last question is uh what does success mean to you Hmm, I think success for me will probably mean being able to share what you have, whether it's your happiness or your money or experiences. Like, I would be able to call myself successful once I would be able to, like, share it with people. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm like, okay, now I think I'm, I'm, I'm successful. Okay. Shared That's it. nice. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's that i don't really like that answer but i i cannot find <laughs> i don't like that answer <laughs> if it's true it's true okay so um where can we find you on social media okay so uh my instagram that's where i do the most uh it's serene ayari serene dot ayari and uh on facebook as well i have a facebook page where i post mm -hmm. all my dates and uh and yeah mostly it's it's all i I'm 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 making my own website, but it's really hard. So tomorrow I have a meeting with somebody that's gonna take care of it because it's way too hard. But um, website is gonna come up, I think cool. September or something like that. And do you have any shows coming up that you want to share? I don't want to promote too much right now because I yeah, uh, yes. COVID. I'm so done with promoting stuff <laughs> that is being canceled. <laughs> And that I have to tell everybody, like, sorry, I got canceled. Yeah. You're going to get your money back. I yeah, hope. It's, a, it's a confusing time. Right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So right now I'm not doing too much promotion. But starting September, it's going yeah. to, I have really nice gigs coming up. A little bit everywhere in the world. I mean, in Europe and mm -hmm. in North Africa. So I will be able to share cool. that. Okay. I mean, I can't wait to go to one of your shows. It has been... I think two years ago <laughs> since I've been to I one. was supposed to perform next week here in Antwerp, but mm. it got canceled. But oh, next time. Yeah. Okay. I'll be there. Yes. I'll absolutely be there. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank I had so much fun. Me. You're so funny. Me too. It was really fun. You're so funny. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much.